Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have Michelle Schaefer, Adjustment Counselor at Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing good. Um, Michelle, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast and really wanted you to come on and really talk about um, your Saturday seminars and ways individuals who are blind or even just family members can deal with the holiday blues uh, because we're coming up to the holiday season or matter of fact, we're in the holiday season right now. So just having, uh, you know, a person like yourself here to really talk about, you know, tips and give us advice on how to deal with, you know, people who may be struggling with mental health or just having a hard time dealing with the new normal after maybe losing their sight or another um, uh, physical ability. So, Michelle, how's it going today? Things going well? Good, thank you. And we have the Saturday seminars for anybody who's connected to Bosma and their family and friends. And we always do the holiday blues in December because it's a time when many people feel overwhelmed yeah. Or like they don't have enough resources to de- meet all the demands of their time, their money, their emotions. And so helping them find some ways to get through that season well for themselves and their families. That's the plan. Um, so we can talk about that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Before we uh, get into that Saturday seminar that we got going on um, December 11th, I wanted to just really talk about what what. Um, interest you in adjustment counseling? I know I had you on the podcast several times, but what made you uh, enter the field of adjustment counseling? Well, originally I worked with young people who were incarcerated and then community mental health. And and gradually that led me to here. Mm -hmm. And I'm very interested in all those populations. What do people do when hard things happen? How do they overcome? How do they thrive? So I've always been interested in that. Um, so that ties in well with being the adjustment counselor in the rehab center, because that's what people are here to do, is to figure out how to thrive within that new normal and and get employed and all those kind of things. Um, I know we deal with a lot of clients who are new to uh, vision loss, and some may, you know, have experience, you know, talking with a counselor and things like that, things of that nature, but what if someone, you know, hasn't had that experience or doesn't feel comfortable? Does it take them a while to kind of open up, you know, to speaking with you about, you know, dealing with the loss of vision or just dealing with some of the emotional issues that come along with um, vision loss? By the time they get to the rehab center, most people have been trying to deal with it on their own for about 18 months as an average. Yeah. So, yeah, they have certainly been struggling. And there's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety because we use our vision to determine how safe we are in our environment. So all of those things. And sometimes they're glad to have someone. It doesn't take so long to build rapport by the time they get here. But it's kind of individualized. Everyone's different. Some people are more quiet about that. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a variety of responses. But but we see people who have been very, very isolated for the most part. That is a key problem when they get here, for sure. Yeah, just not having someone to maybe they don't understand. Their family and friend don't understand, you know, you know, the different emotions, the range of emotions that they go through. Could you kind of touch on that um, just to some of the four basic emotions or the yeah. shock that happens after you lose your sight or any other ability for that yeah, matter. Yeah, it's a trauma. It's a trauma event. It's not just grieving, although there are certainly components of grief. So there is a shock and a denial that it can't be permanent. This can't be happening to me. 
Mm-hmm. What happened to the life I had planned? That usually moves into some depression and isolation, as we said, and then sure. some bargaining with God or some higher power. Well, if you'll give me back my sight, I'll do this or that. Followed by a period of anger a lot of times and just frustration. Definitely frustration because everything is more difficult. And then I think gradually as they reach out for some support, get some taking some things back that they've lost, you move into, I don't call it acceptance. I call it more carrying things around a little bit better, getting comfortable in your own skin again. Um, it's a form of acceptance, certainly, but we're not asking them to embrace the idea that they lost their vision, but to build a good life, even though. So I think that's more the concept. So when you talk about anger, you talk about frustration, how should a family member, friend, how should they, you know, interact with that person that may, that may be feeling those, these emotions? I think a lot of family members who come to the seminars have shared with us that they just simply don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know whether to help, if they're helping too much. Um, and a lot of them just simply avoid the topic because they don't want to say the wrong thing. And I think any conversation is better than none and and talk to them as you always would have and ask for their perspective because you don't understand. Absolutely not. No, Yeah, they, they don't understand. So how does that person know? I don't know what kind of I don't know what what the word I'm looking for. What kind of treatment? What kind of what kind of things should that person do when they're feeling that anger? How do they reduce that anger? How do they you know suppress that anger? Or should they let it out or? I think it's a must to talk about it and admit how depressed and how angry we can get. I mean, a lot of people share that they have thoughts of suicide during that time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important not to hold those in, but to talk to someone that you can talk to in a reasonable manner about that, not to blow up on people or become aggressive, but to get that out somehow and figure a way to start taking some of the things back that you want to do, get out of the house make connections with people as a start, whatever kind of connections you can make, whether that be by phone or in person. I think being around other people reduces that to some degree. And that's the benefit of coming to like the rehab center where everybody's been through that. You can kind of talk that through, realize that it's part of it and then and go forward. You talked about um, being around other people um, with uh, vision loss. Uh, we have group sessions that you hold over there. You also have the one-on-one session. Do people uh, tend to open up more uh, when they're in a group setting or do they tend to, you know, be more uh, reserved? I think it's a little different for everybody. Some people love group. They love that camaraderie. They love that understanding. They love helping others. Some people group is not for them. They do need the one-on-one and they need some time in both, I think, to do the whole thing. They also need connections with their significant others to to kind of reconnect at home and have some support there because rehab is is four months. It's not forever. And so it's important that they transition that communication back to their normal. Most definitely. Uh, definitely having that support at home is um, is key. And that's one of the reasons for that Saturday seminar and some other things we do with families to try to say they're a critical part of somebody adjusting well and building a good new normal as we talk about, not just an okay one. We don't want people to just get by. We want them to thrive. And so helping their families understand that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's def- definitely. I know when you talk about those four emotions, I definitely can say I've, I've been through all those uh, emotions. And, you know, and so every time I come to the rehab center and I sit and I talk to the clients, I always remember just being on the other side of that table. And, um, yeah, where you know, well, cannot time. see what's ahead of you. You can't see anything good is coming. Oh, and no. so, yeah, I think it's really critical for them to see other people who've done well and it builds that hope and and a sense of well-being, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. I never imagined I would be talking to people about blindness or anything like that when I was 17 and sitting across because I didn't want to hear it. Um, at the time, I was not, you know, open as, as open-minded. Well, I was open to it, but um, I didn't believe it. Once again, that denial came in, you know. Yeah, yeah. You go to denial, then you're going to doctor after doctor, getting 100 opinions yeah. and Yes, most people are still looking for some kind of solution. And also, I think it depends where you're at in your life at 17. It's a lot different reaction than it might be if you had been 36 or something. And so we have to take that into account, too. Kind of where are people coming from? Where were they at in their life before they lost vision? Yeah. How are they as a person in general? There's a lot of differences in that. So how do how do um, how do your family and friends you know how do they bring what can they do to bring that joy back what can they do to help you uh, get back some of the things that you lost how can they make you feel more inclusive? One of the things I think they can do is call you up and invite you to go do things. Don't neglect that, and I don't know why they neglect that, but I hear it all the time: is that nobody calls or says, "Hey, do you want to just go out to dinner?" or or those are few and far between. And I think it's really, really important to to get out of the house and do stuff together. And that brings joy in itself. And to make sure if you're at a social event over the holidays that that person knows who's in the room, what's on their plate, what's offered as far as food. Don't just make them something and bring it to them. Let them choose. If there's cards going on, let them play. Whatever is going on, try to help them engage because it's very easy to sit still and just kind of listen because it's overwhelming. And uh, so to help them get engaged is to kind of be a side person and say, let me tell you who's here. I find out you do have some people that's, that I like that. They, they do help you. They want to make you feel uh, part of the, uh, the festivities and things of that nature. But do you feel like the, the, those people are not calling you after you lost your sight or whatever it may be? Do you feel that they may be ashamed that they may be going through the now as well? I think they're afraid. They, they're thinking, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to do it. So I'm not going to take a chance on hurting someone's feelings. And I think they'd be far better to do it and make some mistakes than to not do it. But I always tell people in the rehab center, you reach out first. You call them. You invite them. That's, that's definitely another way to do things as well. Hey, if you'll drive, I'll, I'll buy dinner or whatever. You know, make take the initiative to make connections too. So talk about the Saturday seminar. You got the Saturday seminar. Give us the date, the time, and what can people expect during these seminars? It will be virtual on December 11th from 10 to noon. And the phone number for that is 877-314-9891. You can call in. It's a it's a Uber conference line, and we're going to have some holiday recipes from Kathy Amata, some craft projects that are easy to do if you're visually impaired from Donetta. We'll be talking about how to deal with some depression and grief that people experience at the holidays, how to cope with that if you've lost someone during this season, or if for some reason you're feeling lonely 
or isolated or other struggles at the holidays, how to do that, tips for getting through that. For example, staying within your budget, making sure you sleep and eat right during the holiday season, telling people no if you get too many things going at the same time. We'll talk about all of those kind of ways of coping and getting through a difficult time for some people. Holidays, um, you know, a lot of things go on. Once again, you try to please everyone. You get, you know, the budget, you get Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of things going on. So Yes, yeah. And so how to manage the demands and to enjoy yourself and to experience peace at the holiday rather than stress. So that's for people who are clients or staff of Bosma, but it's also for family, friends, and neighbors, anyone who wants to join. It's not necessarily required that they be visually impaired or anything like that. It's just a chance to connect and do some community kind of things, even though it's under COVID and we can't be in person. We try to make those connections and and make sure that people have an option for connecting and getting support if they want it. It's free. Uh, You just call in by phone. So transportation is not a big issue. Um, and, And we always have a good time. We do them about four times a year on different topics. So. Uh, December is always a holiday one. Yeah, the holiday blues. So um, you're going to be talking about just dealing with the holiday blues and um, giving them those tips and tricks on how to manage, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed. What kind of what kind of advice do you give? Can I get a sneak peek of what, what what's going to be discussed on Saturday? Uh, well, we'll talk about um, doing one thing at a time, not getting overwhelmed with too many demands, staying within the budget, Um reaching out for a connection if you need it and investing your time rather than your money, like spending time with people versus focusing on gifts, engaging in spiritual practices. If you have them, you know, and knowing that there are support lines available if you need extra support, just things like that. Definitely. Definitely. So um, when we talk about, um, you know, mental health and things of that nature. I know the holidays are very, one of those overwhelming times for a lot of people, not just people who are blind, but our mental health. Do you have any advice on how to just maintain your mental health during the holidays? Uh, I would say one general advice is it's okay to feel however you feel. Some people feel they must feel joy at the holidays. And there's pressure just in that. If you've lost someone near to you or something has happened, it's, okay to say this year we're not going to do all that I'm only going to do what I can manage and if I need help I'm going to call up somebody and I'm going to ask for that and I'm going to try to find joy in what I can if if it's a hard year um do the simple things clean up those traditions that have always brought you happiness in the past And, and again focusing away from we have to have big events and we have to have a lot of gifts but really invest your time and energy and the people who are most important to you. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate all that great knowledge and definitely I'm looking forward to the Saturday seminar, December 11th, 10 to noon. Give them the number one more time, Michelle. That would be 877-314-9891. So just call in and we'll be there. And some of it's for fun and some is a little more serious, but it's a chance to talk to a whole community of people as well. There's usually about 15 or so people um so bring your family and friends join us and learn a little bit and all this information is definitely on our social media channels facebook twitter and on linkedin and once again michelle i want to thank you for giving us all that great knowledge 
on how to deal with the holiday okay. blues. And if you're feeling any type of way, just remember it. Um, everything will get better later. So I just want to always leave you guys on a positive note. Once again, Michelle, I want to thank you. And if you guys want to learn more about Bosma and our Center for Visionary Solutions, please visit us on the web at Bosma.org. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and on LinkedIn. And definitely make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud. And I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.